Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Okay, let's get started. We are holding now in Masechus Brachas Vav Amud Aleph, and we're going to learn today Vav Amud Aleph with three sections. First section we're going to learn is going to be a discussion about shaden. Very interesting discussion here. How to interact with shaden, or how we do interact with shaden. Second section we're going to deal with is tefillah, associated halachas with tefillah, as well as the shechina residing. 635 is mincha. 635 is mincha. Second section is going to be discussing the idea um, when the shechina rests. And the third section is going to be a discussion about HaKadosh Baruch Hu's tefillin. Very interesting idea that HaKadosh Baruch Hu also wears tefillin. So Be'ez Hashem, let's get started. The top of Vav Amud Aleph, Netanya Abba Binyamin Oimer. So we, we, ha- we had three memras yesterday from Abba Binyamin, uh, three, actually three different points from Abba Binyamin. We're going to continue on with the discussion now as it relates to Shadim or Mazikim, demons. Says the Gemara, Tanya Abba Binyamin Oimer. So it's four lines from the top of Vav Amud Aleph. Abba Binyamin taught in Abraisa. If the eye would have been given permission to see, no creature will be able to withstand these damaging forces. Meaning, Kaddish Baruch Hu set it up in a way that we cannot see the Shadim because of the damage that they could cause us. So therefore, He doesn't allow us to see them because if we would, we'd be damaged, we'd be overwhelmed and damaged by them. Amr Abaye, he says, Abaye, the mazikin, the shadim, are actually more than us. means there's more shadim around than there are people around. And they stand on us like a ditch as it surrounds a mound. It used to be they would have these vines of grapes on some sort of a mound, so there was a ditch made around it for the watering, that it should be, the area should be watered properly. So in a similar way, you have the person and there's shadim all around surrounding us. Amar Ravuna, Ravuna clarified, Kol chad v'chad minan, every one of us, means every person, Alpha mismale, there are a thousand shadim on his left, v'rivavasa miyamine, and there's ten thousand shadim on his right. So we have shadim all over the place. Unbelievable. I'm almost just in the middle of the Amud here, so I, just, I, I don't want to stop. But the point is, Shadim are, tons of Shadim all over. Amar Rava, so Rava explains, actually, there is a way that we sense Shadim without realizing it. Very interesting thing Rava's about. He talked about claustrophobia, Mamish. Rava says like this, The pressure that is felt when people come to the Shir on Shabbos. Everybody's sitting and there's room, but yet it feels claustrophobic. So the Gemara Rava says, Minayuhavi, it comes from them. The Shadim that are around make people feel claustrophobic because they clog up the area. So that's one way you can sense the Shadim in the air. Another thing, Hani Birke de Shilhi, tired knees. If our knees are tired, Minayuhave. Again, it's, it comes from them because apparently they're knocking against our knees and it makes our knees feel tired. Similarly, Hani Mani Drabonan Debalu. 
uh, the the clothing of the rabbis that are worn out. So Rashi explains, see, the rabbis were not b'nei malacha. They weren't doing physical labor, and yet their clothing became worn out. Why are their clothing becoming worn out? It's because they rub up against those clothing. Apparently the shadim are hanging out in such a way that they cause physical realities without us realizing that's where it comes from. And finally, kari diminakfan, knocking knees, knocking feet, meaning when our feet knock against each other, when they feel worn out, minayuhai, it also comes from the minayu, it comes from these uh, shadim. So the point is, is that there's these, the capacity to feel them in, that, in those ways, even though we don't actually see them. So now the Gemara says, so let's say somebody's adventurous, and he wants to try to see them. Famous Gemara. Haiman deboy lemeidalahu, if somebody wants to know the shadim, he wants to see them, so there's a way you could see them without them being there. How is it? Lisi kitma nahili. She brings sifted ashes. Means it's like powdery ashes. Vinahadir apurya. Scatter it around his bed. Ovitzafer in the morning. Chazik hikari de tarnegola. You'll see chicken feet. That's that's the Gemara tells us. Chazal tell us that shadim have chicken feet. So the point is, is if you scatter these ashes around, then you'll see chicken feet imprints because you'll see the shadim that were all around us. Similarly, now this guy's a little more adventurous, if somebody actually wants to see them, instead it's dangerous, but if somebody wants to see them, he should bring the embryonic sack of a cat, a female cat. It's very interesting. Uchmisa bas uchmisa. That is a black cat, the daughter of a black cat. Buchrisa bas buchrisa, which is a firstborn cat, the daughter of a firstborn cat. So take the embryonic sack of that cat, vilikle benura, burn it in fire, ulishachke, then grind up that embryonic sack, vilimli enimine, and then fill up one eye with, fill up your eyes with that. Uh, liquid, that residue, whatever comes out of that, and then you'll be able to see the shadim. Now the Gemara is saying that's the way you could see the shadim, but as we're going to see, it's dangerous, because once you start interacting with shadim, things could be very dangerous. We're holding a pillow, we're holding about uh, 15 lines from the top of the page. So we're holding, is the first word on the line, Now the Gemara says you should take the remaining uh, mixture that you just made that you don't not using for your eyes now to see the shadim and and put it in a iron tube and seal it with an iron seal because as Rashi explains these are things that prevent shadim from accessing the leftovers if you leave it open they'll melt they'll take it they don't want you to interact necessarily with them but if you lock it up in this way it'll prevent the shadim from taking it because otherwise they would steal this leftover powder Vilichtum pume and seal it, uh, seal it. What's pume? Lichtum pume is what? Lichtum pume? Seal the entrance. Lichtum pume. One second, what does that mean? Seal the tube. Close the mouth, excuse me, right. And the fellow who's doing this should close his mouth. Very interesting. In order to not become damaged while you're doing this procedure to see the shadim, he should close his mouth while he's putting in his eye, so that you shouldn't be damaged. So the Gemara just told us a, solu- uh, or a process how, in, whereby somebody could actually witness uh, shadim, but keep your mouth closed because otherwise you'll get damaged. And the Gemara tells us, Rabbi Barabai Avarachi, Rabbi Barabai tried this. So he saw the shadim and he was damaged. Apparently it's not uh, recommended. So the Rabbanan prayed for him and he was healed. The point is, is that uh, 
Not recommended, but there is some way that somebody wants to shade them. Gives them to hate. Okay, let's continue. Tanya. Now let's move on to discuss a little bit Tfila and the concept of Ashras Ashkina, where the Shekhinah resides. So the Gemara tells us that in another teaching of Abba Binyamin. Tanya. Abba Binyamin, Abba Abba Binyamin taught in Abrais as follows. A person's tefillahs are only accepted in a shul. I've heard, which I, I think it's brought down, is if you're going to daven, even be a chidus, it's better to daven in a shul than to daven in your own house. Because there's a koyach of davening in shul that your tefillahs will be listened to even more, even if it's not with a minyan necessarily. How do we know this? Shinema, because the Pazik Malachim teaches us, Lishmoya el arina ve'el atfila. It says Hashem listens to the rina, the song, which refers to Shiras Vistishbachas, right? Songs of praise to Hashem, ve'el atfila, as well as to tfila. And the way we explain the Pazik is, Bemakam rina, the place where we sing praises to Hashem, which is a shul, Shamte tfila, that's where tfila should be in order for it to be most accepted. On a similar note, How do we know that a Kodesh Baruch was found in Shul? You want to find the place of the Shechina? Hashem rests in the Shul. How do we know that? Because it says in Tehillim, Elikim, which is Hashem, Nitzav Ba'adas Kel. We're actually learning the Pasuk now is referring Elikim as Hashem. It's a Lashon Kodesh. And really, God uh, stands Ba'adas Kel, in the Adas Kel, in the congregation of, of Hashem. But what is it referring to? So the way Rashi explains it here is, in the place that we meet Hashem, that's where Hashem resides. Where do we meet? Adas is Lashon Moyed. Moyed means a designated place, a place of meeting. Where do we have a designated place of meeting? That's a shul. That's where HaKadosh Baruch Hu resides. We're going to get there in a minute. Mamish, this is this, this Gemara. Zog the Gemara. Now let's talk about where the Shechina resides. How do we know when ten people daven, the Shechina rests amongst them? Shenemar has the same pasuk in Tehillim, Elokim Nitzav Ba'adas Kel. Hashem stands in the congregation of Hashem. So Rashi explains the word Adas. We know from the Gemara's elsewhere, Megillah, I believe, teaches us Ada or Adas. The same lashon refers to ten people, as we find by the Meraglim. It says, Until when will this? terrible assembly act in such a negative way, which is referring to the Meraglim. And there was only ten bad Meraglim, because Yeshua and Kalev were tzaddikim, so we find that the word Eidah refers to ten people. So you see, when ten people are davening, the Shechina resides amongst them. Now, as you said, How do we know, even if there's three people, a Beisdin, that's convening, and they're adjudicating a, a case. Also the Shechina is amongst them. Shinemar Kazan Tehill in the Pasuk tells us, Actually, here it's Chol. Elohim could also be, not Lashon of Hashem's name, but it also means judges. In the midst of judges, Yishpait, he judges. Who's he? Hashem judges amongst the judges, meaning Hashem resides amongst the three person based in as they carry out a dintaira. How do we know if two people are sitting and learning Torah, that the Shechina also resides amongst them? As it says in Malachi, Then they spoke, those who fear my name, a man to his friends. We're talking about two different people talking to each other. As we saw earlier, the word means he heard, but it could also mean he waited, means he resided with them. So they were talking in Torah, people talking in Torah, and he waited with them. So you see Uriah from here. Two people are Isaac and Tyra. Hashem rests amongst them as well. Now the Gemara on a tangentially wonders. The end of the Pasuk says, 
It's a great thing. So what does it mean that Hashem resides amongst those that's they think about his name? What is that referring to? Amar Avashi, famous Gemara, Chashav Afilu, I think it's Afilu, Ebach adds in here. Uh, yeah, Afilu Chishev Adam, Laases Mitzvah, even if a person considers to do a mitzvah, he wants to do a mitzvah. And he had an oinus happen and he wasn't able to fulfill the mitzvah. It's as if the Torah considers it as if he performed the mitzvah. So, those that consider my name, you think about my name, there's a godless there, there's a greatness there, that's as if they performed that deed as well. Now back to the statement at hand. How do we know even if one person is involved sitting in Tyra, learning in Tyra, that the Shechina resides amongst him, by himself? Because it says at the end of Parshas Yisra, it says, In every place that I allow my name to be mentioned, the Kaddish Baruch Hu says, I will come and bless you. So if one person is sitting and learning Tyra, mentioning Hashem's name, you're learning his Tyra, even that one person brings Hashem on himself. So now the Gemara challenges. What's that? No, no, not necessarily. You're sitting in the airport learning Torah, the Shekhinah is with you. So you're never alone. So the Gemara now wonders the obvious question. If you're telling me it's well, the one monk person, what's the Chiddush in two? And what's the Chiddush in three? And what's the Chiddush in ten? Let's go through it. So the Gemara is going to say there's, there is a Maila in the larger numbers, but we'll see. Says the Gemara, if the Shechina rests even amongst one person, so is it necessary to say it rests amongst two? Why does it need to emphasize that in the Brayse? So the Gemara answers, there's a difference. When two people learn Torah together, their words are written in the Sefer Zechreinus. Titus explains a very interesting thing. Apparently, there's a personal book of reckoning or uh, re- of recounting in, in Shemayim, and then there's the global or the overall book of recordings of events in this world. Whenever I do anything, we know Perkei tells us everything's written down in a book, whatever I do. So I learned Torah by myself, it's written down in a book. But in order to make it into the uh, the global book, as Taisvah says, in order to be imacherim together with other people, in the, the uh, overall book, that's where there's two people learning Torah together. It's like if a person has a, an attend- you have a report card, yeah. there's an, uh, an attendance book for the whole class. Exactly, for exactly. School, so it's like, yeah. so you want to make the cut, learn with the chavrusa. Right. Interesting idea. Okay. If it's just one person, it's not written in that book. Isn't there a thing that anything that they come up with a cherif Hashem myself? It's such a concept, I guess, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think it's true. Maybe that could be, that the idea is written in your own book, near the board. Says the Gemara next, if the Shekhinah resides with two, so then why does it have to say three, that the Shekhinah rests with three people when they adjudicate a Din Taira? So the Gemara answers, because you may have said, you may have said the following, you might say, that din, when it comes to a, a din taira, it's just making peace in general. It's civil, civil cases. The 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 the, the, the um, dayanim, they're not uh, learning taira. It's just a mundane behavior. But v'layas yashchina, so the shchina wouldn't reside. Kamash malan the chiddush that the Bryce is telling us that it even resides with three is the dina nami hainu taira. That's also considered taira. Meaning when they're deciding alpi taira, how something has to be paskin, that's also a din of taira, and the shchina rests amongst them as well. They have to learn, sure. Discuss. They have to discuss before they conclude. 
says the Gemara. Now you're saying that it rests amongst three people. It's not Sarami bias. Now why does it have to say that the Shekhinah rests amongst ten? So the Gemara answers, Asara, there's a the difference if there's three people or ten people. Asara, when there's ten people, Kadma Shekhinah Asya. The Shekhinah will arrive even before the ten people arrive. Meaning the Shekhinah will precede the minion of ten people. That's the greatness of a minion. Tulasa ad the Yasfi. But when it comes to three people, it's true the Shekhinah will eventually make its way there, but not before the three people are sitting already involved in the Din Taira. That's going to be the, an Amud base. Yeah, yes, Mamish. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mamish. Waiting. We're going we're gonna to get Amud base. Yeah. Yes, there's a lot of godless to be in the 10 person. Exactly. All right, let's move on to the third section. Now we're going to talk about a Kaddish Baruch who's tefillin. Now, just as an introduction here, we know that Tefillin Shal Rosh and Tefillin Shal Yad each contain four parshios. But the Tefillin Shal Rosh, there's four sections. Tefillin Shal Yad, there's one section which contains all four. So Zag the Gemara, a fascinating idea. Omar Abi, what? What? I just learned this afternoon to write Tefillin for my grandson. Ah, Mazel Tov. Oh, Hashem. Gewalt. Everything happens. That's right, that's right. It's a schuss to I see that. I order. I mean, you know, I don't buy it, but, you know. It's also... How do we know Hashem wears tefillin? Because it says in Yeshaya, Hashem swears by his right arm, and with his arm of might. So, Biaminoi refers to Zutaira, it refers to the Taira. Hashem swears by the Taira. Like it says in Vizay Sabracha, it says, From his right, this uh, fiery, this fire of his Taira is. So we know that the Taira is referred to as Yeminoi. Yeminoi means that's what, that's what it's referring to in the Pasuk there. Eshdas Lama. Eshdas refers to the Taira. Uvizroya Uzai, in the end of the Pasuk that says he swears, Uvizroya Uzai, by his mighty arm, Elut Tfilin, refers to the fact that he swears by his Tfilin, meaning he wears Tfilin. Shanamar, like it says in Tehillim, how do we know Zraya Uzzah refers to Tefillin? Because it says, Hashem Oiz La'am Oyitain. Hashem gives might to his nation. Uminayin Shat Tefillin Oiz. How do you know Oiz refers to Tefillin? How do we know Oiz is Tefillin our might for the Jewish people? Because in Kisavu, the Torah tells us if we're doing the right thing, we get bracha. One of the brachas is, All the nations of the world will see that the name of Hashem is called upon you, and they'll fear you. will explain how will what will they see that they'll fear you? This refers to Tefillin Shebereish. So meaning the point is, is that that's a certain uh, might that we receive when we wear Tefillin Shabarash and everybody else will see that the other nations and they'll fear us. So Ayaz that he gives to the Jewish people is Tefillin Shabarash and back in the Pasuk when it refers to Zeraya Uzay it refers to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the fact that he wears Tefillin. Taisvis just points out why are we emphasizing Shabarash and not Shabiyad? So he says what? Oh, so one pshat Taisu says, the second pshat he says is because the Tefillin Shabbat are supposed to be revealed. Tefillin Shabbat, actually, there's an Indian to cover. Specifically, you're supposed to cover. So therefore, if they're seeing it, there's a, there's an appearance. Mistama, it's referring to Tefillin Shabbat and not Shabbat. The other pshat Taisu says, as we know, on the Tefillin between the Shalrosh and Shalyad, you have the three letters of Shakai. Shin and Dalit and Yud. So the two of them appear on Tefillin Shalrosh. Only one is on Tefillin Shabiyad, which is the Yud. So the Shin and the Dalit are on the Shalrosh. That's more of a, there's more of a might, more of a power associated with that. That's why that would be considered Oz. That would be considered the might of the Jewish people. Let's continue. So now the Gemara says, beautiful. We know the Tefillin that we have, there's four parshias that are written inside of it. Shema, Vahaya, etc. 
Right, beautiful. What are the parshias written in the tefillin of Marialma, of the master of the world? Which parshias are written inside of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's tefillin? So Amar Leh, Sir Bar-Ovin responded, he said, and this is just one of them really, Amar Leh, Umi Ke'amcha Yisrael, he says, Apazah Gedivra Yom, it says, in Hashem's tefillin it says, Umi Ke'amcha Yisrael Goyachad Ba'aretz, who is like you, Israel, one nation in the earth. Says the Gemara, Does Hashem receive glory by taking pride in the glory of the Jewish people? Meaning, if he's wearing the, the parsha that says, He's being glorified via the glory of the Jewish people. Is that true? So the Gemara says, In. Yes, that actually is the reality. Because in Kisavoy, the Pasuk tells us, As Hashem, Hashem, this lesson of Ha'amarta, Rashi says here means praise. Elsewhere, I believe in Chagiga, he says, other Mepharshim learn it means, you have designated uniquely. As Hashem ha'emarta yom. Hashem you have designated uniquely today. Va'ashem ha'emircha hayom. And Hashem designates you uniquely. He praises you today. Omer lahem kud ha'kadosh baruch Hashem tells the Jewish people, Atem asisuni chativa achas ba'olam. You made me one special item in the world. Means you say every day, Shema Yisrael Hashem lekinu Hashem echad. You make me special in this world. Vani ha'eseschem chativa achas ba'olam. I also designate you. You as a special people in this world. How do we see this? You designate me as a unique thing and give me special praise in this world. Like it says in Voyeschana, which we have in our tefillin, I say Hashem is one. That's what we do to make Hashem special. I will make you special in this world. Like it says in the Pazik, where Hashem declares the uniqueness and the special nature of the Jewish people and his relationship with us. So that makes sense in one section of the Tzolon Shevarosh. There's a, pas- a parsha you just said, but Bishar Batimai. In the other three sections, what parshias are there? Amar Lei, Sarvashi responded. So we, now he's going to list five psukim. So we're going to have to explain how this fits into three others, but let's see. So the first is Kimi Goy Gadol. It's a pasuk in Vaischan, and it says, Who is a great nation? Number two, Umi Goy Gadol, a very similar pasuk. And who is a great nation? That's two psukim. Number three, Ashrecha Yisrael, fortunate are you Yisrael, which is in Vizay Sabracha. Number four, Ayhanisa Lekim, or as Hashem, has there been a God who did miracles like your God? And that's a Pasuk in Vayeschanan. Ulesitcha Elyoin, as well as finally the Pasuk in Kisavai, Hashem will raise you elevated above the others. So the Gemara says, but we just listed five psukim. So, if so, you have extra containers. We don't have extra containers. So, Ella, the Gemara explains, now you group some of these together. It means in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's tefillin, the, the like psukim, the like ideas are grouped together. Kimigai gadol, umigai gadol, the two, one and two, which migai gadol and kimigai gadol, umigai gadol, the damin ladadi, those are similar, bechad beisa, that's in one section. Ashrecha Yisrael. So fortunate are you, Yisrael. Umikamcha Yisrael, who is like Yisrael, that's three and four. Bechad Beisa. That's in another section, section two. Number five, Oyanisa Likim Bechad Beisa. Has there been a God who performed miracles taking you out of Mitzrayim? That's in the third one, Bechad Beisa, in another section. And Hashem elevates you above. That's in the, that's the, the sixth pasuk, but the, in the fourth section of Hakadosh Baruch Hu Shel Rosh, and turning to Vav Mubeis, Vekuluk Sivi Ba'adrayu, and they're all also written in the Tefillin Shebiyad of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. But it's in one section, as we know, because as Rashi explains here, the Tefillin Shebiyad only has one section, and all these six 
which are grouped into four sections in the Shalrosh, are put into that one section of Hashem's Tzilin Shabiyad. We're stopping here. Two dots, top of Avmud Beis. Beis Hashem will pick up tomorrow with Vav Amud Beis.